Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Jack the Lad podcast. On today's episode, we've got on Ryan Arell. Am I saying that right? Well, good, yes. And yeah, nice to meet you, Ryan. It's good to meet you. Most people say oral. <laughs> oral. <laughs> um, that's one of my favourite things to do. <laughs> well, I, don't know I, should, I don't know where I should say that. My old man listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh well we started off well um yeah so i came across you on instagram mm. and your well do you want to tell us what you do for a living slash yeah hobby whatever yeah let's do it um i'm in a weird pivotal point in my life i'm 18 graduated high school and i guess what i do is i do social media and multi-action sports so I don't just skate or scooter or bike. I kind of do all three. I just I've always been super passionate about just like I guess just learning different things, trying to progress myself in a multitude of ways. And for that reason, I got into like skating when I was super young. Um bikes, scooters. I think I learned how to ride a bike without training wheels when I was probably like two years old. But yeah, basically just kind of doing multiple action sports and I guess I definitely, I was a very hyperactive kid. I could never sort of stay still. And I never, I never really got into like team sports because I didn't understand how they worked. I guess I never put the time into like learning how they work. So yeah, I was just a very like independent kid. I like to learn how to do stuff on my own. So then action sports just kind of worked perfectly. It fit perfectly into there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got into social media during COVID. I guess technically I quit riding completely for like six years I shall I'm gonna go back I'm a little all over the place so I started let's see I started scootering when I was super young like two years old kind of like big wheels everything eight years old my neighbor Travis Dudley he was into like scooters and bikes and ripsticks like you know a little bit of everything so then I started riding with him and keep in mind I was eight years old they were like 14 and then throughout like a long, like probably like a year period process, I got to hang out with all of the older BMX kids. So I was like the little eight year old following them around downtown while they were like 14, 15, just mobbing the town. And it was it was honestly a very interesting era. I always I definitely had a lot to like mature and develop, but that definitely helped because I was just in such a weird environment growing up. Um, we didn't have that much money growing up. And yeah, action sports was just was fucking dope. I loved it so much. And I guess I always kind of had someone to prove since I was like the young little shitter just following them around. Like I always had to kind of prove myself through my riding. And so that's what I did. I, I think I would say I was definitely a talented kid just because when you're young and you're eight years old, you kind of just throw yourself down a flight of stairs and you don't get that hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah 100%. Um, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I just kept riding was good at it and then once they started like becoming like 16 17 18 like they stopped hanging out with me which is like the natural flow of things like you don't want to hang out with a 12 year old if you're like like it's weird so when I stopped riding I would say I definitely fell into a big depression when I was very young definitely just kind of ate a lot got a little chubby and I kept I got into flips a little bit so that means like trampoline park like flips sky zone stuff like that and I guess that's what sort of got me out of that depression. And then all of that impact and 
like just eating like shit, not really, not really taking care of my body at all. My knees were fucked. I had Oscar Slaughter disease and all I would do is just sort of send myself off like 10 foot uh, structures at the park and just do backflips. And my, my knees were just fucked. It was, it was pretty bad. So I, I probably what? fell into a, another what? depression around then. So I was probably like, what, 12 years old, 13, 14, somewhere around then. And then pretty much quit riding, quit flips, quit all that stuff. <clears throat> and I kind of just focused on school. I did a ROTC or junior ROTC. Like, actually, yeah, you probably know a little bit about that since you're in the military. Uh, junior ROTC in, um, uh, yeah, Bethel High School. And then sophomore year, I did wrestling, got into combat sports, stuff like that a little bit. And then pretty much COVID hit and then everything changed. It's like, holy shit, what do I do now? So COVID hit, me and my friend, Michael Leo, we just went out and rode bikes every single day during COVID because there was literally nothing else to do. And then at the time, for some reason, I started posting on Reddit, r slash BMX community. And I'll just sort of post my clips and I became obsessed with the Reddit algorithm. And this is sort of like a kind of reflects like further learnings of algorithms and stuff like that. But yeah, I started posting on Reddit, learned a bunch about um, just like how to get more upvotes, what posts people like to see. And I guess the main thing is just understanding from the consumer's perspective. And that helped me a lot as I began to do like TikTok and stuff like that. So, yeah, like 2020, September. Uh, do you know Danny Duncan? Uh, I've seen him on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, so he posted this thing on his story with his, a collaboration with Zoomies. And he's like, oh, I'm hosting a talent show, uh, virtual talent show. Submit your clip and then see if you can join. So I submitted a clip of me doing multiple action sports online. So I did a bike trick, a scooter clip a scooter trick, skateboard trick, and then I did a backflip 360 on my feet. And so I submitted that. He saw it. He's like, oh, shit, this kid's kind of cool. So he invited me to the talent show. One night, it was 8 p.m. It was dark. We were in my driveway. I set up a bunch of lights. I was in a Zoom call with Danny Duncan and then, like, 30 other international contestants. And I performed, like, a skill, just, like, the multiple action sports, pretty much. And then Danny's like, yo, like, that's cool, but like, jump off your roof. I'm like, what? So then I <laughs> climbed up onto my roof and I did a backflip off my house. And then, <laughs> yeah, I guess I won. I won 500 bucks and uh, $500 Zoomies store credit. And then he gave me a 2020 Honda Ruckus. It's like a little moped scooter thing. Yeah, it's yeah. And then, yeah, from there, I posted every single day on tiktok for like a year because the initial video that i posted to enter the talent show it was on tiktok and then i ended up performing very well and i think i got like two hundred thousand views so i'm like shit this is cool like it's kind of like reddit like dopamine like i like these numbers it's cool so then i just kept posting every single day just kind of learning the algorithm posting different clips i'd go out get a clip come home edit go to school whatever I was probably like 16, 17 at the time. Holy shit. Time's going by so fast. It's 2023. Holy shit. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, during this time, it was like COVID era. Like everyone's depressed. No one really knows what they want to do with their life. 
But me and like 10 other people in my local hometown, Bethel, we just went out and rode bikes every single day, just mobbing the town, mobbing the streets, just riding, getting better, making memories, having fun. And yeah, I always say, but it, it was truly like an era that was just so good. But um, yeah, amazing times when I was like 16, 17, just growing up, going through junior year of high school. And then, yeah, I got like 10,000 followers on TikTok, like 20,000, and then like 50,000, and it just kept growing and growing. And I think I was at 70,000 followers. It was May of 2021. So, yeah, junior year of high school. And MGP Action Sports reached out to me via TikTok. And they're like, yo, like, we like what you're doing. We, we want you to be a brand ambassador. I'm like, holy shit, like MGP Action Sports. I grew up riding those parts. Like they're like one of the top pro scootering brands. Right. And you're in the UK. You've, I think they're more popular in the UK than America, at least right now. I'm not in any way, shape or form a skater. I never okay. have been. Gotcha. <laughs> so I, I, I have no idea. I've only, I've played football and rugby all my life. That's so, so cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there, and the, um, this is probably showing my age a little bit, because um, I'm pretty sure we have them here. Uh, what the hell is a ripstick? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so a ripstick is like that wiggly board with two wheels like this, and then it's like two platforms, and you kind of move it like that, and you like move right. your hips. Okay. How does you know, that work? What, so you just ride that around, do you? Or? Let, me, let me find a video really quick. See, this is how old yeah. I am. Ripstick. My daughter will be screaming at this at the you at, the, at this. <laughs> like, Dad, you're so old. Okay, I found this this guy. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you turn it around, he's going off the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have seen them. I have okay. seen them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that was what it was called though. Um, it's like a waveboard ripstick, whatever you want to call so it. So, with your BMXing, you said you you stopped doing it. Mm. Why was that? Why did you stop? Mm. I guess my knees, my body, and I just didn't really find any enjoyment in it anymore. Like I wouldn't want to go out in my driveway and just BMX alone. I guess I just sort of lost the passion for it. And it's a nice, like, that's what happens sometimes. Like, even nowadays, I'll, I don't really like BMX right now, but that's why I scooter and skate. All I think right. it's a natural thing. So, when you're, you said you had knee problems from obviously doing mm. all your flipping and stuff like that. But what was it that you, what is it that you've got? Uh, Oscar Schaller disease. It's like growing pains, pretty much. And how does that affect your sort of day to day life? Um, yeah, right now my knees are kind of fucked just because I've been pushing them a lot over the past few weeks that I've been here in Arizona. But um, so during COVID, I didn't even mention this. So during COVID, I started stretching. And that is what got me back into action sports. I attribute stretching and putting that discipline and just recovery and taking care of my body to a large portion of my progression. Like that's it it made it allowed me to sort of clear my mind and be able to try new tricks and push myself harder the next day just by stretching 
So that's what saved my knees. That's what probably saved my action sports career is stretching. And I did that very, in a very disciplined way. And I still do it. Like I do a yoga. Lot, a lot of people second. do swear by the stretching. I keep meaning yeah. to do it and stuff, but I don't do it. But I'm as stiff as a board. Um, yeah. Like I started gymming it last, uh, start of December. I started back again. Um, oh, and yeah, it's going good. And I'm like, oh, I'll stretch when I get home. I'll stretch and I never do. Yeah. Like today, I did legs, and then I've just done. A, just got back when I when I took my daughter to a netball. Um, it's an hour, so I go mm. in my running kit and I go out for a run for an hour while she's at netball, rather than just sitting in the car because it's just a waste mm. of time. Because it's like twenty minutes to get there, twenty minutes to get back. So by the time I get back, I only have like twenty minutes. So I got to go back out again. So yeah. I'm like, I'll just park at where you know at the sports centre where she goes. And then I'll just go out for a run around the estate that the, uh, the, the well, the, it's a school where the school is that she goes to. Yeah. Um, Some people are just built different. They don't need a stretch. But yeah, no, I do. I 100% do. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I feel it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I play football at weekends and stuff. And it's the same with that. Like, after the game, we never stretch. We just walk off the pitch and, you know, yeah. get a shower or whatever. And that's it. And then off to the pub. Um but yeah, I I know that I need to do it, and I know it's going to catch up with me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just but, I don't know. I've got no excuse really, to be honest. I know. I, I, I do, do understand. It. It's hard. I don't know. I think the runs are probably harder than the stretching. The runs are harder than the stretches. Yeah, that's true. Are you familiar with David Goggins? Yeah. 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 He, um, <laughs> he, so I, I started like sort oh. of reading and. I guess just really just retaining his information and stuff that he puts out. Have you read Can't Hurt Me? Yeah, yep. Have you read his new one? What? Have you read his new one? I'm reading it right now. I'm on page 200. Oh, I've I've finished that. Um, I'll do it on Audible because I drive for a living, so Mm. I'll listen to them all on Audible. Um, What do you do for a living? Lorry driver. Say that again? A lorry driver, truck driver. Oh no way! Yeah, like an Arctic. Well, semi. I think you call it a semi, don't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them. A little, little um, different. Yeah, do that for a living, and then. But this is what I want to do. This is, you mm. know, this is the end goal. I'd, I'd love to podcast and just, just do this for a living. Um, yeah, it's cool to you, have conversations. The people that I've spoke, to, the amount of stuff that I've learned from people since doing this. It has far outweighed what I expected, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. the the absolute variety of people that I've had on, like every com- I remember so much from each conversation because it's a because it's a personal conversation between you know me and the guest. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't listen. I don't watch any of my episodes back. I don't you know I don't listen to because I've I've you know we've chatted um, and I've obviously by the time this comes out, this will be out in like two three weeks i'll have chatted to someone else and i've you know mm-hmm. i've got to edit that one and i've got to and so i don't tend to listen to them back at all mm. um but but yeah i just retain the information like what everything we talk about i just seem and it's i feel like i'm doing it backwards because when i was at school i, I didn't want to be there i never yeah. wanted to be i was just i just want to play football want to chase birds you know what i mean all the rest of it and then and now all I do all day in the cab is listen to like educational podcasts or I'll get some like uh 
like anyth- anything basically. I was like Stonehenge. I was learning about Stonehenge every week, and then I started learning about the pyramids and like Machu Picchu and like all st- like all the like wonders of the world and stuff like that. I started learning about because I like I don't know fuck all about them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like yeah. I just feel I don't know. I just feel like I've. It, I, I may as well, really, because I'm, you know, I'm in the cab all day. I'm in the cab for like eight hours a day, so it's I may as well put my brain to some use because the actual job is it's piece of piss. It's the easiest job I've ever had in my life. Yeah, we um, have the perfect job for it, definitely. But yeah, but it and it frees me up to do this. Like I come from management roles, so it was like seventy, eighty hour weeks, and it was like just full on all the time. So I was like, I need to give myself some breathing room if I want to do this podcast. So yeah, I literally I'm there and back every day. I, you know, I'm back at my my gaff every night. So hmm. yeah, it's good. Um, anyway, back to you. That's why we're on the podcast. Everyone's heard enough about this one eye. Um, so with your stretching, how mm-hmm. often do you stretch? How long do you do it for? What sort of stretches do you do? All that sort of jazz. Um, at first I just did like just straight like a 10 minute dynamic stretch, calf, hamstring, quad, hip flexor, shoulder, like shit like that. But then I started getting into just like actually yoga, like senior year of high school. So probably like the past nine months or so. I don't know. I fuck with yoga. I think it's dope. <laughs> I feel oh, like it's yeah. a good balance, just sort of like keeping your mind in check, keeping your body in check. And it's it's a good like little refresh, like refresh for me since i'm always like just always like just going 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 i'll do like a yoga practice and then after you just kind of get like that sense of calm and it's pretty cool so recently i did like a 30-day yoga challenge and then so probably like 20 to 40 minutes of yoga every single day and then i did another one and another one and then right now i'm on like probably the fourth 30-day challenge and i'm on like day 17 so this one is Center with Yoga with Adrian, just on YouTube. And it's just in my room, spend like 20, 30 minutes every morning. So really all it is. It helps me a lot. Yeah, nice. Um, on your, uh, well, in fact, it was on your story today as well. Mm. I'm jumping a little bit about it. Mm. Um, across America. Dude, yeah. How did that all begin? Oh my God. So NGP Action Sports, I'm going to go back a little bit. They reached out to me, brand ambassador. I started working with them. Um, brand ambassador is like the lowest position possible to work with them. And then I became, I went pro for them. They put me on the professional team, the national pro team, just because I made their job as easy as possible and provided as much value as I possibly could. Like they, they sent me a skateboard and a scooter and a shirt. So then I spent that week studying for my eight push finals in school and then just going out and filming clips for them every single day. Then I made the best possible 15 second video I could for them. And then they posted it on their TikTok. I edited it, just made it perfect for them. All they had to do was click post, got 250,000 views. And that's, they're like, okay, this kid isn't just an ambassador. He's an athlete. So they put me on the team. And then I guess from there, I just stayed very, very loyal, very consistent, just kept working with them. I started doing like social media management, stuff like that, a little bit of team management. And yeah, I guess I just wanted to work more with them in the office and learn like the business marketing side of things. And keep my so I graduated high school um six months ago, something like that. That's crazy. But I graduated high school and I'm like, shit, I don't really want to go to college right now. So then 
I knew I couldn't become complacent in my hometown of Connecticut, which is like East Coast near New York. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to be complacent. So then I moved across the country with uh, a couple of YouTubers. So um, yeah, how I moved. Did, how did that all come to be then? How did you meet up with these YouTubers? Yeah. So Roman De La Pena is the, the main YouTuber who owns this apartment here in Phoenix, in Chandler, Arizona. Um, he rides for the same team as me, Mad Gear. So I met him at Woodward, which is like a, a skate park, pretty much. So I met him a few times, stayed with him, did a few trips with him. And it all sort of coincides with Mad Gear, the sponsor. Um, so yeah, just kind of met up with him. And he's like, he lives in Pennsylvania. So it's also East Coast. So he moved to Arizona for the same reason. He just wanted to make more content, be out of his comfort zone. So then I'm like, all right, shit, I'll go with you. Fuck it. This is perfect. So I would say, honestly, it just worked out perfectly. I came a couple months late. They've been here for a couple months. But uh, me and two of my best friends from my hometown, we traveled from Connecticut to Arizona across the country. And yeah, we did a 24-day trip just camping and experiencing different things throughout the country. It was absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, now we're here. Or I'm here. They flew back to Connecticut. Talk us through some of them days then. So you left from Connecticut. Yeah. What was so your first day? How many how far did you go? Where did you pitch up? All right. So the first we had a <laughs> we had a one night plan, and that's it. <laughs> so the first night we went to Shenandoah River State Park in Virginia. So I think it was about a six hour drive. We showed up to this campground in Virginia. We're like, okay, this is cool. We have reservations. It worked. Oh my God, this is crazy. Holy shit, we have 24 more days we have to plan. <laughs> and then I feel like everything just sort of aligned and worked out perfectly. I met we met this dude, uh, we met this lady Kelly at the campground in the morning. And she was doing like pretty much the exact same route as us from Connecticut to like West Coast area. So then she showed us all the good spots all of the routes that we should take and all of the good campgrounds. So then we literally used her route and just did it. And it was perfect. It was amazing. It was the best route. We went to the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. We saw a bunch of wild elk, hiked the Appalachian Trail. Um, we went to one of our friend's uncle's house <clears throat> in the middle of Virginia. And, uh, yeah, just camped in his yard. Then we went to, I have a really bad memory, so this is hard for me to remember. But we, we did a lot of stuff. We went to, uh, I know I'm forgetting some spot, but we went to Arkansas Hot Springs, Gulf of Gorge Campground. Uh, we went to the middle of nowhere in Arkansas. We found this super cute dog at this super dope campground. We swam in a river when it was like freezing. Um, we, do, you be, do you believe in any of that sort of stuff? The like cold plunges and stuff. Yeah, I do. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do it every morning. Uh, obviously, I get up like really, really early for my job. Um, oh. So I, I, I just do it in my bath because uh, I've got a flat, yeah. so it's impossible for me to have a fucking cold plunge knocking about. Mm -hmm. um, so I just fill up my bath the night before. I usually leave it in there a couple of days because I gym every day, so I, I shower at the gym. Um, and then I've got in my freezer, I've just got like 10 litre and a half um, bottles of water. 
that I just freeze, obviously, in the freezer. Um, and then mm. I just chuck them in uh, in the morning. And then I That's sort smart. myself out, jump in. It gets down to about eight degrees, which in Fahrenheit, I have no idea. Someone out there work it out. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's pretty cold. Um, eight degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit. Uh, 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Dude, that's fucking intense. Do you do it every yeah. morning? Every morning. Three minutes. Oh. For three minutes? Yeah. I You're did when I, when I first started it, um, I wasn't putting the bottles in. Um, and I was doing it because I wasn't putting the bottles in. I was like, I felt like I was cheating it. Cause I was like, mm. this is like, you see all the people doing it online and stuff and they're cracking, you know, the t- there's like a thin layer of ice on theirs. And I was like, I'm literally just running the cold tap. Like it gets cold obviously, but yeah, then, that's, it, it's not freezing. Um, so I was doing it for five minutes, but I was getting out and I was just like, fucking hell, I can't feel my legs. Like, it's not that they're cold like they're just numb like there's nothing on it like it was just because it's so long that i'm sitting in cold it was like slowly cooling them down whereas it's not that like intense so yeah it just like just i don't know whether it was like i was overdoing it almost because they reckon Mm -hmm. i've been looking on lot i have done a bit of research into it and um they're saying that it's i think 11 minutes a week is is like optimum so even me doing it three minutes a day i'm i'm doing like twice as much more than twice as much uh oh no no i'm not 21 yeah so pretty much twice as much um but i 100 because i'm fairly big lad especially for like a runner um mm-hmm. i weigh okay i don't know I, do you like working pounds we work in pounds uh i don't know what 95 kilograms is in pounds um so 100 is 220, isn't it? So it's less than 220. So I'm like 205, something like that, I reckon. Um, the 40 minutes go by that quick? So, well, we had the few minutes starting, didn't we? It's fine. We'll just run it over into the, uh, another oh, yeah. one. That's fine. Um, yeah, because I'm like quite a big lad for a runner, um, it, it does, like my knees do get hammered, to be fair. And I played football like all my life as well. Yeah. Um, uh, soccer. Not yep. obviously not uh, your whatever it is. Sort of, sh- sort of shit rugby in it. <laughs> um, and we, I used to play actually at school. One of the lads went to America for like two weeks, and he went. He was like mad into N- at like the NFL, mm-hmm. and he came back, and then and he bought a NF like a, a NFL ball in to school, and then we all just started learning the rules and started playing at lunchtime and stuff. It was That's mad. And yeah, uh, yeah, but the ice book, the ice uh, things, yeah, I, I found a lot of benefit from it, and it has eased a lot of my aches and pains and stuff. It's yeah, brutal, obviously. And I wake up, roll out of bed, pretty much get straight in at like four o'clock in the morning, and there's nothing I'd rather not do. Like I'd rather do anything than doing that. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, but it, I just do it. I just like take your legs, get in there. And then yeah, dunk under and thing. It's yeah, it's it is horrible. But but then <laughs> once I get to work, I'm what you know what I mean. By the time I've got to work, I'm warmed up again. So yeah, it's almost like you you forget about. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, it's brutal when you first yeah. step in. You're just like, oh, you know. But That's yeah, how much sleep do you get? Uh, about six hours. 
Mm. Um, say again? You think you need more? No. Damn. I, um, I, so because when I get like, like tonight, for example, obviously we're doing this podcast, um, and it's now, what's the time now? Uh, eight o'clock. So I've got to be mm. at work at five o'clock tomorrow morning. So I need to get up at like quarter past four tomorrow. Um, oh. so even now, like if I was to get in bed, I'm going to struggle to get eight hours at best. Mm. Um, but I pretty much six hours every night, sometimes five, sometimes four. Um, but I don't, I, and I think it is because, because I, you know, because I'm doing the cold plunge in the morning, I'm eating, um, I only eat meat, a little bit of fruit and veg. Like that's it. I don't, I don't eat pasta. I don't eat rice or like any carbs at all, really. Um, and that's done no end of, uh, benefits for my knees as well to be honest like the yeah. inflammation I used to get on my knees was brutal um, and yeah and then obviously gymming every day uh, I would like do all my weights and stuff and then I'll do either a 5k or a 10k run and then I go in the sauna afterwards so I'm getting all the heat shock protein you know all that sort of stuff and it's relaxing my muscles yeah. and all the rest of it and then yeah and then, I've, and then it's next day and it all starts again but it's pretty much like it's the same thing I've, I've I race through my job. I do it as quick as I can so yeah. I can get home and, you know, get everything done, podcasting and, and gym. And so what time do you end up working out usually? Uh, it'll, as soon as I'm back from work. I'm Like today I was back at one o'clock, so straight to the mm. gym from there. So I was in the gym for like quarter past one. Uh, but then it can be three o'clock in the afternoon. It's afternoons. It's anywhere from sort of midday onwards to four o'clock I'll be getting in there. And then I'm usually in there for sort of two, three hours. What does your workout routine look like? Is it like push pull legs every single day? Do you have a rest day? Um, I not really. I don't really have a rest day. Um, I do back. I'll do like today. I did legs and mm. abs, um, and then I'll do chest and buys. So I do the front mm. because my philosophy on it, and I've done some research into it, and there's obviously there's massive difference to school of thoughts on lifting. Um, but when you're doing chest press or anything, you know, with your chest, the secondary muscle used is your triceps. So mm. I think that you're starting from behind the eight ball, really, if you do chest and tries together, because you're already diminishing some of your triceps while you're working the chest. So you're never going to mm. be able to lift as much on your triceps. So you're never going to be able to sort of put them under the strain that they can be. Um, so I do, yeah, chest and buys together because you don't use buys at all while you're doing chest. And then I'll do back and tries together because again, when you're doing back, you're pulling, which is using your biceps yeah. rather than your triceps. So I can maxim maximize every workout on every muscle. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, and then I always run like today. I did legs at the gym. I started going. It's not. It's. I suppose it is heavy for someone that's been going for two months, um, and like squats to that, and I'm concentrating on my form, making sure it's absolutely bang on, all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, like tonight, I've gone out for a ten k run. I've done it fifty four. How far is ten kilometers and miles? Uh, six point two. Damn, good shit. So, and I try and do that every day. Five, five. We work in miles as well, but on my app, it's just in kilometers, mm -hmm. and ten sounds better than six point two. Um, <laughs> so yeah i'll do either do a 3.1 mile run or a 6.2 mile run basically and you run every day. day 
pretty much other than Fridays. Fridays I don't run because I have football on Saturdays. I don't want to have tired legs. So I have a rest day on a Friday. This weekend I've got my kids. So I don't, other than, I'll get to the gym before I get them from school tomorrow. And then Saturday football, Sunday will be my day off. And that's mm-hmm. it's pretty much the only day off I have every two weeks. So in a month, I have two days off. How old are you? 33. 33, holy shit. Yeah. I'm 18. Yeah, it's it's crazy. When I look at your Instagram and stuff, and whether Instagram's where I mainly do my sort of shopping for people, <laughs> um, it, like, it's insane. Some of the tricks and that you do. I mean, I know nothing about BMXing or scooter. You know, I'm not in that world at all. It's it's never been a part of me. I've got mates that are into it and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. but I'm just it's it's not something I've ever been in into to be honest. Yeah. Um. So to me, some of them tricks that you're doing look insane. Someone that might know more might be like, oh no, yeah, everyone can do that. I doubt everyone could do it because some of them are, like I say, I know a few people and they can't do them tricks. Yeah, um, I think um, I think I'm a little, definitely a little above intermediate in all three action sports. But I think what is most impressive and what separates me from most riders and why I've been able to achieve some success with social media and sponsorships and stuff like that is just like the diversity of skills. Like, there's not a lot of people that can do. Yeah. Like okay, like the skating, like that's sick. That's pretty good. You can also do that and even better on a scooter and a bike and you can do flips i think oh, yeah, that's what sort of separates me from other people it's mad it's crazy that's what i mean like the disciplines there's three different disciplines it's not like you can carry over sort of anything really because they're completely different things well actually i was talking about this i had a conversation about this the other night each action sports helps and attributes to the progression of every other action sport. Like 360s on a bike makes a 540, which is like an extra spin, easier on a scooter. And like if I learn how to do a backflip on my bike, I can most likely backflip on the scooter and vice versa. And sort of like, I think a very valuable skill is being able to teach yourself how to do something. So sort of doing that on like, like teaching myself how to do a scooter trick I can probably teach myself how to do skateboard trick, and yeah, vice versa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that does make sense actually. Thinking about it, but yeah. it is—it's still—it doesn't take away from it. It's still very impressive that you can do all the three to the skill level that you can. Thank um, you, right. Well, we'll wrap this week's episode up. Um, do you want to tell everyone your socials and whatnot? Uh, my main Instagram got hacked, so my new one is at Orel Ryan or E L L R Y A N. And I've been posting three days a week on YouTube, so you should definitely check out my YouTube. I'm posting the videos of me traveling the country on, yeah, just Ryan Orell, R-Y-A-N-O-R-E-L-L. And then TikTok. I don't fuck with TikTok no more. <laughs> oh, do you not? Nah. Fair but it's, it's Ryan Orell if you want to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, head over there, people. Um, all right. Well, we'll see you next week for next week's episode. Sounds good, man. Thank you. No worries. See you later, everybody. Bye.